the JR the Boss Man show by former Georgia Tech Ella Jacket and LA Chargers linebacker Jerry Atash here on the Boss Man show. Jerry has got many many cats start today, man. How do you feel getting back on the field after your injury last year? Get ready to get the season going for the LA Chargers, man. Man, it's exciting, man. Uh you know, I'm just up, so you know, whenever you come off an injury, uh any player knows this in the NFL, you know, you're you're ready to come back and make a splash and, you know, get your, get your name back out there. So I'm, ex- I'm definitely excited about the opportunity to do it in L.A. this year. Now, just in general, Jerry, what has been the transition like for you going from L.A. to from San Diego? How's it been for you? Have you how's the, the traffic been for you? Kind of used to the traffic up there, the way of life up there. How's it been for you to transition moving up, up there to play for the Chargers now, up in L.A. now? Being up, and also playing that stadium down there, the stuff up there that you're going to play. I like that idea too, Jerry, playing that stadium. A little bit thing for you guys, a lot of energy for you, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's bringing in a lot of energy. I think the team is going to get a lot closer. I think that's the big thing we can take with this. As far as performance, and I think we had performance last year. You know, that's the only thing we can control is, you know, how we play within the white line. Everything else, you know, it's, a, it's just a new location, and, you know, we're, we're ready to play football. So, at the end of the day, that's the mindset that you know, we have players going into this situation. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty unique situation. Uh, to be moving from one day to another. That, man. So, as other on your rehab, uh, how's your rehab this offseason? I know you're upset when it happened in Houston and you broke your foot, man. How's rehab going for you? How excited are you to get back on the field? And how are you feeling physically all together, man? Well, I'm feeling great. I'm just done with my rehab. Uh, you know, it was, it, I got a lot stronger in other parts of my body, you know, while I was rehabbing. So, I took a lot out of it. And, uh, you know, I started out. Uh, Six months ago, after the season, I went up to Georgia Tech and I did some rehab there for a couple months, you know, while taking classes and came here and finished up my rehab. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm full go and I'm, I'm excited about. I hear you there. Also, Jerry, being from Nigeria, well, soccer is very prevalent, man. At what point did you decide so that you want to make football? What you want to pursue? I said, uh, being in Nigeria and playing soccer, well, soccer, soccer is a big sport in Nigeria. You know, after, at what point did you get to the idea that yeah. you want to play uh, football, like the American football, now for soccer, like you in your home country? Uh, it was it was definitely more of a mistake. I walked into the wrong room. I was trying to sign up for some football coaches in there. He basically up to this football that day. I started playing in the night. You know, I wasn't very good. I got I just got better over time. You know, up until my senior year, where I was able to be a Division One athlete. So. Definitely, uh, my resiliency and just persevering through, you know, through struggling at something that helped me get better. So, I mean, I think that was you know, that spoke to my to my career as a player in general. Hey, Jerry, I'm back. We just uh, wanted to ask you about the transition. Uh, what it's been like for you? I know it's a, it's not a huge transition from San Diego to Los Angeles, but what has that uh, been like for your teammates? It's definitely different. You you get really good at logistics and planning stuff. You know, uh, when you get drafted, you expect to be in, you know, in the city to your contract is up. So, you know, this is my fourth year. I've been in San Diego for three and a half years. So, you know, I have more years. So, I really have to throw my stuff in storage and get a new lease down there and do all these things, make the drive up and down, trying to find a place. And, you know, just doing the whole moving thing. So, I think that's that was definitely what I took out of it. But other than that, you know, just learning your new environment, you know, getting out of trouble and taking care of business on the field, I think it's, it's pretty simple as a player. Is it one of the harder things in uh, professional sports life is not just the uh, potential for moving your home um, periodically throughout your career, but also the, the travel that's involved with it? Now, obviously, it's less with football, but still, you have quite the travel involved. Is that something that I'm sure you get used to over time, but is it something that you enjoy or something that you just kind of fit in to your lifestyle? I think as a young person, I definitely enjoy it. Uh, you know, there's some guys on the team's kids and, you know, what, et cetera, you know, they need to schools and things like that. I think that's a little more stressful. But for me right now, at this point in my life, I'm definitely enjoying it now. If I was, you know, if I had a family and everything else, it would be a little harder to maneuver. But I'm definitely enjoying, I embrace, you know, the newness of things. I was originally from Washington, D.C., and I went to school in Atlanta. So it's just, to me, it's just another, like, another city to explore, you know, and live in. So it's a good way to look at it, as far as I'm concerned, Jerry. Now, you, you had mentioned uh, your playing days in Atlanta, Georgia Tech, uh, now with the Chargers. Have, have you been able to get a sense of whether the interest in um, American football has grown uh, in Nigeria, and do you think more kids maybe in playing that sport there now based on your career path? I, I think it's definitely going to happen. I think there's going to be more of a trip. There are other uh, players, uh, Nigerian, you know, uh, players in the NFL. I'm not the only one. There's a ton of them. So, and every year, a couple teams drafted in the first round. So, 
I think there's definitely going to be a, a movement uh, where NFL is going to be a more global uh, going forward. It starts with players like me and the other guys in the NFL who've had success. Folks, we're joined by Jerry Atalchi on the Boston Show. Los Angeles Chargers linebacker doing good things out there for the Chargers, folks. Uh, now, Jerry, you're going against Ice Little Rivers every day in practice, man. How is that spending that guy compete on a daily basis? And what has he taught you about defensively performing in practice every day? And also, man, just what has I seen this guy work in and prepare you to play guys like Derek Carr, Alex Smith, and those guys out in your division in the AFC West? I think it's good to have a guy like him in practice every day for you know, the whole entire because you, you know, you learn how to play smarter and you learn there's nobody in the in the league that can outsmart us when we're out there. And, you know, when Peyton Manning was playing my, my first couple of years, I was in the league. <clears throat> he was a guy that would, you know, check quick all these other things at the line. And that's similar to what Phillip does. And, you know, young quarterbacks can't do that. So if you're going to get a guy like Phillip, that's really like the bar. And then you're coming out there against younger quarterbacks and you kind of have a feeling for what they're going to do, you know, and what they can and can't do at the end of the day, uh, just based on how long they've been playing. So, Jerry, some of the uh, guys who have been instrumental in kind of mentoring you in the league and giving you a uh, good knowledge base about the NFL lifestyle and the game itself, who are some of those guys that you look to to help you, uh, help guide you in the in the NFL? I mean, there's I mean, there's definitely a lot, a lot of guys that come come through uh, San Diego that I played with. Uh, definitely my first year, I had Dwight Freeney here, so I kind of learned just uh, you know the nuances of rushing the passer and how you know how seriously he takes it, you know, and just every then doing everything he can to give him an edge on the field, and then you kind of take things from guys as a you know as a as a young player you it helps you grow. Sometimes you have to learn them on your own, but you know there's definitely things you take from other guys. It's really how they take care of their bodies, how they work when they're in the facility, you know, how they bar off the field. Uh, I think there's there's something to take from a lot of people in the NFL. So I'll, I'll say definitely a guy like you know Freeney and just his uh, you know how his how professional he was about his job was something I learned. Yeah, Jerry Dwight's a good friend of the show. Did he teach you the spin move at all, Jerry? Can you do the Dwight spin? <laughs> you know, anytime or you just you don't leave that Dwight. You don't try to spin too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm working. I'm still working on it, but I've definitely uh, I definitely took some pointers from him uh, when he was out here in San Diego. Oh, no. Good deal. No. Now, Jerry, take us behind the scenes a little bit, man. Why is your game ritual to get you excited to play the play game? So you go to the stadium, you go out there and go feel a little, you listen to the music, you eat your favorite meal. So it's like, what's, what's your game like for you to get ready to play a game at 105 for the Chargers on Sunday afternoon? Uh, just listen to some music. I call my mom. We say a prayer before before I go out there and warm up, and then just basically just get my mind and savage mode. Nice, savage mode. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm gonna say I don't even want to know what that. <laughs> I want no part of savage mode, Jerry. You just you keep that on game day, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I just said I wanted to pre-show talking with Jr. We were kind of talking the, the triple option at Georgia Tech, and I, I want to. About to send it off, Jr. and saying like going against that in practice every day. What is it like to try to defend that? Because when you watch it as a fan or as a, it really seems like it's difficult and a kind of a crazy thing to have to try to defend. So, um, what is it like on that side of the ball to play that? Definitely sucks to practice <laughs> against. Uh, <clears throat> just keeping it real. It's a lot of downs. There's a lot of third down conversions, a lot of fourth down conversions, which is frustrating for a defensive player. Fourth and one, third and two. There's a lot of and shorts, fourth and shorts. So going up against it in spring practice, that was probably my uh, spring practice and training camp were probably the hardest times for me as a football player in college. And then the season was a lot easier because I had the stamina because we were going so many downs to, you know, to rush the passer, kill the fourth quarter. So in a way, it helped me out. But as a defensive player, it's definitely one of the most frustrating things, especially in college uh, when you have, like, freshman guys out there, sophomores who don't really know what they're doing. It's hard. And college is full of that. It's full of turnover. So, All right, yeah. Jerry. Going to the ATM more time, bro. What is your favorite food spot here in the ATL, man? Mine's Taco Mac. What's yours? I like Mary Max, man. I came up with Mary Max, so I'm still I'm still Mary Max guy. Now, see, this is a tough question for Jr. Jr.'s kind of changed up his diet a little bit, you know. He's trying to get a little bit more okay. healthy. So all these food questions, we throw in food questions at some of our guests. I can tell, I can hear it in my ear. Jr. is <laughs> kind of getting a little hungry over there, so. <laughs> If you you hear a little spittle coming out, you know on the on the speaker, that's just Jr. getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting hungry too right now. <laughs> practice, so. Yeah, well, I'm sure. So, um, last question for you from my end: uh, driving around town, Atlanta versus LA, who's got the worst traffic? Ooh, 
man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to LA, but Atlanta has gotten, man, they've gotten bad, really, really bad. So uh, we got to get those 18 wheels off the highway, but I'll give it to LA, though. The general cars on the road, traffic is, is crazy. Now, Jerry, were you, were, you, were you in town when the bridge collapsed by any chance? Were you here when that happened? No, I just left, too. I just left him, but I have sat down at the time, and it was, I heard it was crazy. Yeah. You know, so I just I, I they, they figure out the, the traffic situation. Yeah. Man, it's I like, really bro, between sinkholes and I-20 buckling now, like, what's go, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta right now between all that, man. I'm, a, I, I'm scared to drive on the road right now. Like, am I going to drive? I'm going to get buckled or something? Like, I'm just spooked right now, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I've driven through it this entire. I drove, drove through it through this entire spring, so I had a lot of frustrating days yeah, in traffic. Boy, Jerry, now, when you guys played the Falcons at the Dome on Sunday afternoon, how exciting was it you to play the Falcons in, in the Dome that day, man, and just be back and see Atlanta where you went to college at? How did that make you feel? And for you, man, what was your favorite moment of the Georgia Dome your whole career and your time being in Atlanta and being in the NFL, all that stuff, man? Well, I never, I never got to play in the dome at Georgia Tech, but and I played last year because I was, I missed, a, I missed the game, I was hurt, but uh, definitely the energy, you definitely feel the energy in the stadium and just how, you know, how loyal and crazy the fans are in Atlanta and you know how much they wanted to see their team do good that very day. So, you know, we felt it as a team and it, it made us come together and pull it out. But you know, Atlanta is definitely the atmosphere is definitely different uh, as far as football in the South, and they're kind of a representative of that professional for sports in the South. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Jay, well, Jerry West, it's been good to have you on the show, Jerry. Man, me and John really look forward to seeing you on the field this year, trend for you. Love to have you on again real soon down the road, man. Thanks for doing it today, man. Good luck in mini camp. Hope you stay healthy all year long, man. All right. Thank you, man. Jerry, appreciate it. you on the boss, man. your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at DraftA Consultants. The concept is a simple one. DraftA Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. DraftA Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to use two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. 
For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
I started coaching my son's AAU teams. I started an AAU program about you know in 2011. You know, after watching, you know, going to my, one of my son's games and watching him just leave the balls out there to him and just letting them play, I was like, you know, I got a little time. I'm going to try to, um, you know, get out here and teach these kids how to play. And from that, you know, we, you know, they, they, they got pretty good and then, you know, started to win championships and started adding some more pieces. And I had Brandon Ingram actually played on that team with, with my son. They both were in the same classification. So had had a chance to see these kids who, you know, just probably average average players and now all those kids are in college and Brandon's going on to the NBA. So it's like, you know, that was, you know, I kind of got the bug there. And then I got an opportunity to coach at Adidas with Adidas Nations. And uh, from there, besides on well, over in, in Treviso, Italy, uh, I think, you know, he, he called me, like, you know, see if I had any interest in, um, you know, coming up and interviewing for an assistant you know, coaches that we had. And I came up. And pretty much the rest of history. I was behind the bench last year for the Raptors, and you know, just one year removed, I got an opportunity to, to kind of you know run my own team. They would go from making suggestions to you know making decisions. It's been a you know a, a big jump, but at the same time, I, I learned a lot in a, in a short amount of time. And um, like I said, the success is kind of you know, speaking for itself so far. Now, Coach, since you're uh, a organization coach, are you having to run Dwayne Casey system or you can coach your own way? You just don't tell you, I don't tell you to do what Dwayne does on the big team, or you can do it your way down there with your team? No, I mean, we have some. Obviously, we have assignment guys, or we have some projects that want to run at the Raptors, but it's not completely, you know, the, the Raptors stuff. I mean, I have some leeway to be able to, you know, put put some things in, such as we don't have the same personnel. You know what I mean? A lot of what the Raptors do is built around two all-star players and, you know, Kyle Larry and DeMar DeRozan. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, we got some talented players, but we don't have that type of talent, you know, on this team. So we have to do some things a little bit differently. But more so than anything, it's about the defenses in the, of the floor. And I think that's where we have a lot of similarities in the things that we do. You know, offensively, I think, you know, you, you'll find a way to put enough points on the board if you uh, you hang your hat on defense. And I think that's that's who we've been so far, you know, one of the you know, top – Two or three teams in the league defensively, you know, defensive field goals, holding teams to, um, you know, right around 100 points a game. So, you know, we're, we're proud of that. And I think, um, you know, just just continuing to, to be on the game, showing these guys that, you know, giving a little bit less of, of themselves. We don't have anybody averaging over, you know, 16 and a half points a game. But, you know, I, but I think we got two guys on the All Star team. So I think the, the, the league has recognized these guys for. Given seven, not just the you know rewarding guys with the guarded numbers, but the one team play and, and guys you know being selfless. But uh, and I guess the, you know to that point, coach, you're only four short years removed from playing, so do, do you get out uh, frequently in these drills? And, and is it beneficial for you to be able to get on the court with your guys and not only tell them what they need to be doing, but but literally show them? And, and being able to do that. And I guess if you do do that, does it get that competitive juice fight up again? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that um, that, that I loved about, you know, last year being able to uh, work really hands-on, you know, with, with our younger players, the Golden Powells, the, the Lion Wrights, the um, Lucas Negueros. I was working, you know, with those guys a ton last year. And, and to see them come this year and have a, um, an impact, you know, with the big team and now getting able to, to, you know, get hands on with with this younger group, you know, these player development guys, and it's it's like they, you know, for ten minutes a day, I get to be Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, when we get to our shell defense, I like out there, and I try to kill them every every chance I can. Man. But <laughs> no, no, not not too much more than that. But it is a, a big big help for me. Just my my longevity and and my career allows you know, automatically they they listen and you know they hear the open to, to what I'm saying. I think that's you know I I use that analogy a lot. That it's just like almost like training a puppy. The first thing you got to do is get a look at you. And for me, you know having the success I had playing that you know I don't have that problem with them not listening or, or not um, tuning into to, to what I have to say. So that's, that's definitely a plus. Folks, with you, my Jerry Stackhouse here on the Boss Man Show, coach of the Raptors 905 up there in Canada doing big things. Twenty Going to the league all-star game with the head coach. Know he's winning games up there, playing defensively. It's all good up there in Canada. Now, coach, are there some guys you think in the league, some of the league that you can kind of tell your guys, hey, I think it's this guy. I already have a scouting report on this, this dude. I already played him in the, in the league. So are there some guys like that that you've come across so far this year? Um, yeah, I 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think there's guys. I mean, they're still younger guys to me, but a guy that's you know, in the D league now, who you know was a you know pretty pretty solid NBA player, and you know trying to get back to like a, uh, a Jordan Crawford who plays with Grand Rapids. You know, I had a chance to play him, so you know a lot of these guys I can give firsthand account on you know with some of the the, the older veteran guys that you know that have played in the league. But there's a lot of young guys that I don't really know. You know, I mean, maybe know a little bit of their games from from college or you know they're fresh out of college and a few years removed. Um, and and there's a lot of talent down here, man. Honestly, that I, I don't think I ever really um, really took a big interest in because I was always focused on it up to even my broadcasting and different things I was doing. It was always about the NBA, not so much the, the development of me. But it, it definitely is a, a gem. And I think people to recognize that it's you know, it's, you know professional basketball and these you know these young guys are just a uh, step or two away from uh, getting up to 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 the next level. And we got quite a few call ups this year, and a couple of them that that, that stuck and you know, secured a couple of. Um, you know, long-term deal, two-year deal, like Yogi, Yogi Ferrell, um, Karen White, to get it down in Miami, you know, and, and, and Yogi in Dallas. Those guys have um, done a hell of a job of working the D-League system and getting the opportunity and the call up, and once they got their, their opportunity, they made the most of them. So we're hoping to get some opportunities like that for some of our, our players on the uh, on the Raptors team, and, you know, our Raptors 905 team, and hopefully they stay. Hopefully some of the tools that we, we're giving them uh, we'll showcase and be a, and allow them to not have to come back. I, I, love our, I love our guys, but I really would love to see them uh, find a home up at the next level. Well, and, and to that point, Coach, you know, when you look at your current roster, um, can you rip off a few guys that you think eventually are going to be on an NBA roster, stick on an NBA roster, and really help contribute in the league? Well, the guy that we had last year, Axel Tupane, has been our leading scorer this year. Uh, I think that he's a guy that could provide a, a real boost off of anybody's bench. I mean, he's a guy that been leading and bringing him off the bench this year and um, you know, just kind of get him used to that role because I tell these guys all the time that pretty much the first eight points on the NBA team is pretty solid. So you got to try to figure out the way to get him between 9 and 15. And I think he would be a guy that if he, he's given the opportunity – could, could be do a really good job for, for someone. I mean, Eddie Tavares is seven two, can play with the back to the basket. Has gotten really gotten you know really good in pick and roll coverages. You know he was one of those guys that loved to kind of hang around the basket because he was so tall. And now he's got got him out there, you know, showing and and, and being real up high to the level on on pick and rolls. So I think you know those are the two guys at the forefront. C.J. Leslie has played well for us this year, a guy that was on a lot of people's radar. Um, and then you know, maybe just having some, 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 some maturation issues early on coming out of school. And I think he's starting to solve some of those things. to make these guys get a chance again, like I said, to get an opportunity and to, to uh, make it happen for this time around. Now, Coach, the new CBA with these two-way contracts now with the roster being able to go to 17, you feel like this will help strengthen the D-League with more money being in the D-League now, where more guys actually play the D-League rather than go over to Europe, the league actually get better now with more quality guys making more money, want to go be down there, and with more teams coming in. So it helps the park all together. How do you feel about that? Well, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think, you know, for the worst thing more. Um, you know, these guys are kind of sliding in a couple of slots around 25000 around 20000 dollars That's not a lot of money at all, you know, especially if you have that type of family. It's not even a lot of money for a showman. So I think, you know, being able to have these two-way contracts, not exactly sure uh, how it's going to work, but I just think the theory of it is it's going to be better for guys. Maybe a little bit more influx of talent from the, the European market of guys that would have to go overseas. Now I can stick around and really give myself an opportunity to get a call up because they can supplement their income a little bit with with, with these contracts. So, we, um, again, like I said, it'd be interesting to see how everything plays out. But right now it looks like it's definitely a, a win for the players and, um, and, a, and a good look for the league. Well, Coach, uh, you, you have uh, one of our good friends on your staff and Coach Donnie Tindall, and I wanted to talk a little bit about him uh, and get your – impressions of what he's meant to your staff and what he's meant to the team as you guys have moved through your season? Uh, well, Donnie's been, he's like the, the coach's coach. You know, and then, I mean, he had a really young staff, you know, a couple guys that uh, kind of inherited on the staff and the team that was in last year. And I brought in uh, two people, I think it was one of them, and I brought in uh, Nikki Gross, 
um, who had had some background in, in the D League, and she's been great for me. And Donnie's been great for me as well. It just you know kind of you know allowed me to uh, you know, be the head coach. And there's things that you know you feel like I you know maybe should, should think about or reach um, all my transition defense. You know he's always been with him when he was in college of you know, kind of zone defense. So he goes on on teams a little bit, but just his you know develop, player development side of it, working with the bigs. And just just bringing that energy every day. You know, I mean, it's unfortunate what, you know, what went on with them with the NCAA. Uh, I know he had a big appeal for his, um, um, you know, tenure show calls, which you know they they upheld. So we were all disappointed about that. Was hoping that they would you know change that and give one of the best college coaches in the country an opportunity to, to get back to what he loved. But um, you know, he, I think he's he's just a gym rat, a guy that wants to be the gym. And when he approached me about about coming in, and I wanted a basketball guy. I mean, I didn't look at any of that that stuff. Which I mean, once the IT told me how it all went down, you know, I was just like, man, it's you know, it's just a sad case. You know, that they try to make an example out of a good man like that. But um, I think he's, you know, you know, he's been been strong, you know, been strong for his family. And uh, hopefully, if you know, you know, as long as I got somewhere to go, he's gonna have somewhere to go. So it's it's, it's a good thing all the way around. Now, Coach Stack, now, Donnie always gives me a miss, man. We're playing Beach with Charlottetown with us. He'll give me and the guests mess about me. So, Coach, what's some dirt on Donnie Tindall? I want to get him when he gets to me when he come on the show and bothers me. But that's what Coach I got to get back in his face, man. <laughs> well, you you ask him yeah, about that chair in the locker room. You know? That's all I just say. Just, <laughs> all right. He's all right. Down, man. He, he, he sat down in the business here in the locker room, man, and with all the guys around, and uh, man, he got he got up so fast that you wouldn't even think he was on the ground. But I say, but we still laugh about that one, man. We, we <laughs> have some good chuckles, man. He's just like I said, a great dude. But definitely mention that shit to him, and I know he's gonna bust out laughing with that one. Absolutely, <laughs> Coach Stag. Hey, man, we thank you for your time, man. You've been great. I said me and John be fanning us for years. Got to have you on the show. I'll see you in the road, Coach. All right, folks, it's Jerry Stackhouse on the Boss Man Show. Coming next is the Boss Report after the break. I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team, and I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, to find out more information about the Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. 
So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who was that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Hello, college basketball fans. This is Donnie Tyndall, former head basketball coach. And we're getting ready to have a top three with Tyndall, with Jr. the boss man and John, myself, as we analyze the college basketball season team by team, break down stats and facts, and give you all the basketball scoop across the country on a weekly basis. We hope you'll join us and look forward to talking hoops with you on the Boss Man Show. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Week one of the NFL is in the books. Um, leading into week two, we we had great guests on. 
Uh, Turner was great, man. I love Mike Turner. That was a fantastic conversation. Uh, got a lot of inside scoop from, uh, you know, Bill Williamson and uh, Eric, and we're, we're working into week two with a lot of knowledge. So that's a good thing. Now we're getting into the boss report. Um, you know, don't need a lot of knowledge for the boss report other than <laughs> maybe, you know, have a few under your belt to know what it's all about. But, you know, um, great show up to this point, And I suspect that we're going to have a great boss report, too. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's boss report. All right, John, first story. Naked Wisconsin woman arrested after being found hiding in the bed of a pickup truck watching some adult activity says, quote, I'm looking for the stars. I'm trying to, trying to, trying to buy the moon at the same time. What? She Was she participating in the activity in the back of the truck or she was watching it? Just watching it on her Samsung Galaxy 8. <laughs> Uh, I love how they always tell you what kind of like device they're on. <laughs> they, they don't just say like their mobile device. They like specifically call out, you know, exactly. what 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 type of activity is going down on each model. Oh, I love it. I guess, man, you know, it's it's not cold up there yet. You know, you want to get naked in the back of a truck and watch some, you know, porn on, on your phone. Knock yourself out. Well, who is she hurting, right? Who is she hurting? I would have said, listen, I mean, I, I got I to gotta tell you, bro, this, I think, is the first time we've had a naked Wisconsin woman on, on air, correct? Yes. I mean, that's, you know, I don't even know what that looks like. I, in my head right now, it looks pretty good, but, you know, that's just me. Exactly. Get this. California mom says it's too hot in squad car. After the risk for leaving child in a hot car, or she wants to go to get piped in and out burger. <laughs> okay, well, the first part of the story is not that great. You know, that's terribly dangerous leaving your kids in the car when it's hot outside. The second part is she went to In and Out. Okay, think about it, Jr. In and Out Burger. You know, that's that's where she was hooking up at. In and Out. Exactly. Like, and I bet that was what's going down behind it. In and Out. Right. In and Out. In like, and I out. mean, could you like it? You know, like it wasn't Burger King. It wasn't McDonald's. She wasn't at Sonic. She w- she went to hook up at the In and Out Burger. Like you can't even make that stuff up, right? What a perfect story for that situation. We're gonna have to break out the the foundation again, the the kids in hot cars foundation. Like, you know, you can't be doing that, man. Like, you know, the kid. The, uh, I I get it. Like you want to hook up, right? I get it. It's natural. You want you want to hook up, but leave your kids with the neighbor or. You know, with a relative or something, something, do something. At the very least, if you leave them in the car, you know, put the windows down or, or, or AC on or something. I don't know. What, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you at that point, but terrible, terrible decision making. Exactly. New York man is arrested after stealing get this over oh, two thousand dollars in stamp collection because New York woman was mean to him and refused to top him off in the manner he. Well, I mean, $250,000 stamp collection, you know, that seems legitimate to me. Like, you know, you, you, you didn't get topped off properly. You are an aggrieved party. Um, and you want some compensation. And, and that's what you deemed uh, to be to be equitable in that situation, right? Yes, indeed. Now, the, the other uh, part of the story that I never understood this, JR, like stamps. Like, how, how in the hell are stamps such a valuable commodity i get the whole time thing i get the rarity thing i understand that aspect of it who started who started stamps who started collecting stamps and then making them like created the market for that that didn't it, it, like, somebody had to do this like it wasn't like loser. you know i don't let somebody use a stamp but i mean who who was the first dude that told another dude hey look at i got these cool old stamps and the, and the other dude was like oh yeah let me give you some money for those and that's how it started like I, I why? They're stamps, bro. Like, who cares? I don't get it. I don't, I don't get coin collection. I don't get coin collection, like for real. The only thing I get about coins is that there is some like intrinsic value in the coin. Like, if it's if it's a legit gold coin, it's got some you know va- legitimate value to it, or a silver coin. Like that, at least I understand as a commodity. But it's a stamp, bro. Stamp, like for real. I mean, I agree with you on the coins. Like, who's got? I, I don't know. It's just Listen, you do what you do. Who studies the value of coins? Like, 
points and stamps. How do you get to that point that you actually take time out of your day to study the value of coins and stamps and actually go to stamp trades and go to coin trades and trade shows of stamps? But I, what? Yeah, like I don't, I'm not even like, you know, uh, passing judgment on the, the hobby itself or the activity, but I, I just don't understand. How do you get into it? Like, how do you get into stamp collecting, coin collecting? Hell, there's people that like collect like butterflies and stuff, you know, and like put them in scrap. Like, like what? Like, how do you get into that? Never in my life have I been in a situation where I've been like, you know what? Today's the day. I finally got time to start that stamp collection I've been looking after. Don't ask click with lightning bugs and June bugs back in Florida. Yeah. Oh, dude, lightning bugs. Yeah, you get them in a jar, right? They light up. Or tie a tune bug leg to the door, let them fly, fly with the fan blowing. Yeah. That was always funny, too. Right. Or, like, okay, I guess maybe from a sports perspective, people might say the same thing about, like, you know, baseball cards and then, you know, sports cards and things like that. I used to collect baseball cards. I got still have, you know, unbroken box sets of baseball cards. I guess that might be the same thing, right? Yes. Buying those top cards from Kmart, my dad used to buy them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to go out to the flea market and, like, pick up, you know, unopened boxes of specific years and those types of things. So, yeah, I guess maybe from that perspective, I, I understand it somewhat, but, but not, not really. <laughs> but, yeah, but not really. Hell, we're freeze over when J.C. Smith is not collecting stamps. That's what hell freeze over. We know we gotta do. We, we got to talk him into it somehow. We got to, like... Like tell him like we gotta tell get him like you and I both double team him like we'll pretend that we do it and that it's really cool you know and then like we and then we somehow get him to start doing it and then when he really does start doing it we'll put him on blast and make fun of him about it. Clowning yeah. boy. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh man, here we go. Grumpy old Mr. Coleman is arrested after unplugging the bounce house at his grandson's birthday party and causing nine injuries to children. He just, like, got, he just had enough of it and unplugged it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, dude, don't mess with Grandpa. When, grandpa, when Grandpa is sick of, your, sick of your BS, you know, and you're bouncing around and he's had enough, that, that, <laughs> he will turn that thing off. He, don't even, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't know the ramifications of turning off a bouncy house. Hell, he probably doesn't know what a bouncy house is, and he does not care. He's sick of it. Turn it off. It, that, that's funny, man. Like, I, hey, I guess so, man. You, you gotta watch out though. As you get older, like you, you, your patience level starts to wear thinner and thinner and thinner and, and thinner, thinner and right? Thinner, yeah. So, like, you, that you gotta watch out for that. As you get older, you have to be aware that you know you gotta have. You have to try to have patience with situations because, you know, you, you can turn into that grumpy old man. Yes, and do we have, oh, Ohio. Ohio man is arrested after repeatedly calling 911, asking cops to harass him so he can sue them for money. <laughs> so he kept calling the cops so they would come to the house. Then he would claim that they were harassing him to try to then sue the police department for that harassment? Yes. I mean, it, it sounds like a good plan in theory until they bust out the phone records and, like, say, hey, dude, you were the one that called us. Like, it's, it's pretty it's pretty thin when you get to court. But on its face, it seems like a good idea, I guess. I don't know, man. There's got to be better get-rich-quick schemes. And I will tell you this, dude. You be careful calling the cops to your house one too many times. They get sick of your, you know, BS just like old Grandpa did with the bouncy house. They'll, they'll unplug you, yeah. bro. As a black man, I don't call the police for nothing. I don't call for nothing as a black man. You know, black, white, <laughs> anything, bro. I mean, I, I'll, I'll handle it on my own before I was I have had plenty of experience with, with law enforcement in my day, JR, and I will tell you this right now. Black, black or white, doesn't matter. I ain't calling the cops to myself, okay? That, that is not an interaction that you want to have. Negative. Woo-wee. We got this. Delaware man arrested after kicking co-worker in the neck after he forgets to order him some fries and a taco Sunday from McDonald's for Dude, lunch. I couldn't. Honestly, I will tell you this right now. I, I cannot kick anyone in the neck. Unless they're like a five-year-old, that, that's about as high as my limbs to a neck. Like, I can't. I'm not, I'm not flexible enough to kick anyone in the neck, okay? Certainly not JC. If I ever got to, like, trying to kick JC in the neck, I would have to, like, get up on a yeah, ladder boy, you know, to do that. But, um... You ever okay? So he got fries and a shake, right? Or he wanted fries and a shake and didn't get them. Yes, and he didn't get it. 
Do you ever dip your French fries in your milkshake? Dude, it is surprisingly good. It's like it's like a warm French fry, and then you get like the salty sweet, you know, because of the ice cream and the and the saltiness of the French fry. It is a weird combination, but it's not too bad. Every once in a while, I, I yeah, just try. you know try it out one time. I'm not saying you gotta eat the whole box of fries like that, but just you know, like you got a milkshake and maybe you just dip one or two in there, try it out. It's not too bad. Now, if that's what the guy had intended to do with his French fry milkshake combo that he did not receive. Uh, listen, man, you know, you got to do what you got to do, handle your business. You kick somebody in the neck, I guarantee you, next time you put an order in with that dude, it's coming to you. Yeah, the caveat was he ripped, he ripped his pants. Well, well, maybe then you shouldn't be eating french fries and milkshakes. Maybe you got mixed in a salad, bro, if that's what's going down. So, you know, maybe you did your favorite. <laughs> exactly. Air was on the radio stations in hot water, John, after green light and commercial and tell listeners how to hire a child porn on computers. <laughs> like the commercial was an ad for some type of device that hides child porn? Yes. Oh, oh my yes. God, dude. I don't know, man. People are so freaking... And you know, like, okay, you know this. There's, there's a whole, you know, dark place out there on the internet where you can... Do and find anything nasty, illegal, perverted, anything. You can find it out there. And I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, this. who was the sales manager or the sales, S-A-I-L-S manager, of their station? Was it somebody that I used to know? Did the queen lift that commercial and make it to the air? They were asleep at the wheel on that one, or they really needed that, you know, they really needed that check, right? <laughs> Like, rent's due tomorrow. We need to get this money in. Yeah, but it's for a child porn hiding device. I don't care. We got bills to pay. Oh, okay. Put it on the air, please. That's, there's only two ways I can go. You know, asleep at the wheel or we need the money. That's it. Exactly. Man, Michigan woman is outraged over getting a ticket over, get this, a dirty license plate. Like, her license plate was too dirty for them to read. You see, that's yes. the type of stuff that's stupid. Like, okay, I get it. Like, maybe your thing's covered in dirt and they can't read your license plate. Okay, I get it. Pull the person over. Tell them, let them know, hey, I can't see your license plate. It's against the law. It needs to be displayed. Do you have anything in the car that you can wipe it off with? Yes, I have a napkin right here. Okay, wipe it off and move on about your day. That's the type of crap that irritates people about law enforcement. I get that you're out there to, um, you know, make the roadway safer. You're out there for public safety. But you're not out there to just randomly ticket people to generate revenue for the municipality that you're operating in. Like, if the woman keeps driving around town with the dirty license plate and you've seen her five times, yeah, write her the ticket. But the first time you see it, hey, public service, this is what's going on. Can we get it taken care of right now? Yes. Okay. No problem. Move on about your business. That's how that should go. But I, I don't, I don't know, man. It just seems like I've had that happen to me where they pull me over because you know those little bulbs that illuminate your license plate. Yes. Well, there's two of them on this car I was driving, and one of them was out. Okay. So the dude pulled me over to tell me that one of the bulbs was out. He wrote me a ticket, told me I had to replace it go to the police station the next day after it was fixed so that they could see that it was fixed <clears throat> and sign off on it. That I had, to, I had to do that. Like, really? Why? Like, <laughs> it's not enough just to tell me it's out? Yeah. And it wasn't even both of them. This is one of them, dude. It happened to me in Clarksville, Tennessee. What's, what's in Clarksville, John? What school is in Clarksville that I hate? <laughs> well, well, Rod hates every school that's not <laughs> GSU, so that doesn't really work. I mean, Rod, what, what, let's just put, what doesn't Coach Reed hate, okay? Other than GSU football, what, and even then sometimes, like, what, <laughs> what, what doesn't he hate? I know he hates us. Exactly. Like, yeah, what does, that's, that's, that's a good game. What does Rod Reed actually like? Gonna have to have him on. That's a, that's gonna be one. Of, we'll do like a uh, maybe a once a quarter segment with Coach Reed, and we'll play a game with him. Like the first one will be, "What does Coach Reed like?" And we'll just throw things out there and let him say 
no, I don't like that and tell us why, or yes, I do like uh, that and tell us why. That would be a good game to play. Yes, because we might have to get the we have to get the dump button ready for that one though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, ain't no filter on that. Exactly. And if you don't know, All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guides you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.